Long, long ago, there was a beginning to our story. Our ancestors busy battling beasts, foraging for nourishment, and traveling far and wide to keep themselves safe and hopefully alive for another day. They never were granted the opportunity to document the events of their lives. Just kidding. Realistically, none of us documented anything until, like, five sessions in. Dash. We started with four players and then added two more. Things started to get a little bit convoluted, so I took it upon myself to start documenting. Disclaimer, everything in this post is based off of memory. I'll do an introduction of our characters and then a rough recap of events leading up to our first fully documented session. I will mention the player associated with the characters at first introduction. After that point, they will be referred to only by their character name. Any mention of players indicates oic, out of character, content worth remembering. Phew, okay. On to the good stuff. Dash. Character Introductions Adran Player, Christy, that's me. Race, Half-Elf Class, Bard Sebastian Player, Dan Race, Tiefling Class, Barbarian Burton Player, Dylan Race, Gnome Class, Wizard Mabel Player, Nicole Race, Human Currently a sheep due to transmutation class, wizard. DM, Dungeon Master Joey. Dash. Rough beginnings. Reminder. This is all from memory, and I will honestly not be putting a whole lot of effort into embellishment like I will with future posts. There is a lot of information to write down, so I will be breezing through a lot of this just to keep this post as short as possible. Each section indicates a separate session. The group were first introduced to each other in a prison in Drito. They all woke up and were locked away in separate cells in the same block. A guard is sleeping in the center. There are brief conversations and introductions in which the group learn each other's identities. Shortly after introductions are made, a plan is concocted to get out of prison. With all of the people being learned in magic, that is the natural route of the plan. Adron attempts to use Mage Hand to steal the keys from the sleeping guard while the others attempt to use various spells to destroy the cell doors, but all soon realize that they are unable to perform magic. Eventually, Sebastian is able to remove some bars from his door and let the others out. Sebastian gives off a vibe of uneasiness around strangers, as if he's unsure if he can trust them. Burton seems to be slightly bitter and pessimistic but a valuable ally. Mabel is young and soft-spoken but an extremely powerful thinker and, as we will soon find out, fighter. Adron is pompous and chatty, but a bit squirrely when it comes to fighting. Eventually, the group explores their way through the prison and finds glowing purple shards. It becomes clear to them that these shards, when activated, prevent the use of magic. The group deactivates the crystals and gain back the use of their magic. They fight their way past the guards, Mabel showing outrageous strength by blowing one of the guards up with a spell. Finally exiting the prison but still with a few guards on their tails, Adron manages to charm one of the leaders, Erdrin. Explaining their innocence as magic folk and hoping to escape a life of persecution simply for being born, he is able to sway Erdrin to support their cause and become a traitor to the anti-magic movement. The group manages to escape the prison and make their way to Onalirian to stock up on supplies and weapons as Erdrin informs them of some of the anti-magic movement's plans. Dash Onalirian brought on many opportunities for the group. Adron, having frequented the back alleys of Onalirian, 
is very familiar with the city and is able to point everyone in the direction of whatever they're looking for. Burton and Mabel head to a potions shop while Adron and Sebastian find an armory. Sebastian is extremely interested in a shield wildly outside of his price range. Adron clues him in on some back alley gambling where he can easily earn Sebastian enough gold to purchase the shield. In the alley, Sebastian tries his hand at rolling dice, but is unsuccessful. Adron, on the other hand, is extremely lucky and nearly doubles the gold in his purse. Sebastian, now penniless, receives a generous offer from Adron. He will purchase the shield for Sebastian, but Sebastian will owe him a debt higher than the cost of the shield. Sebastian agrees. The crew wraps up their exploration of Onolirian and prepares to head south towards the location Erdron informed them of in the morning. Dash. In the morning, the group is unable to wake Sebastian due to his consumption of a buttload of ale the night before. The three set out with Erdron to explore a fort nearby that Erdron informed them of. It has some of the anti-magic shards inside as well as some important items to the anti-magic movement. The group arrives at the fort and are greeted by a few lowly guards. They easily take them out and enter the fort. Photo by Ianonpexels.com Through exploration, they battle a few more guards successfully and find a mysteriously empty room. Upon further examination, there is a false door in the room. They determine this must have been what the anti-magic folk were looking for, but were unsuccessful in finding. They open the door and walk down a long hallway. The only thing they see at the end of the hallway is a mirror, but there is something off about it. Behind the reflections is a pile of treasure. Adron figures out that the trick to the mirror is to step aside for your reflection and politely offer him a way through. The reflection then insists on you entering instead, thus opening the doorway to the treasure room. Erdren allows each hero to choose one magic item from the pile of treasure, but will take the rest back to a revolters to research them. Mabel takes an emerald ring that assists her with acrobatics and balance. Adron takes a black vest with embroidered wings on the back, Lil Breezy, which allows him to travel extremely quickly and also grants him advantage on initiative. Burton takes some sort of thing. I honestly can't remember, please don't be mad. The group heads back to Onolirian to rouse Sebastian and continue their journey. Dash. When Sebastian awakes, Erdrin offers him a ring which blooms a flower daily. This flower allows him to fully heal once per day. The group travels south over the river to the outer edge of the lands. The roads are long on foot, so they know they have long days of travel ahead of them. Around mid-morning, they hear a voice calling out to them for help. Curious, they walk through the trees off the road to find a small stable and field. The stable boy is the one whose call they heard. The stable boy tells the group that some monsters from the forest on the other side of the road scared his horses and they ran into the forest. Unprepared and untrained for a fight, the stable boy is at a loss. The group agrees to help the stable boy for a payment. The stable boy agrees. The group travels into the forest and begin to explore. Right away, they notice large quantities of webs, as if thousands of spiders were constantly spinning. They travel deeper into the forest and come across a clearing. From a distance, they see movement up ahead. They enter the clearing and find an axe beak. Uneasy, they step back a bit accepting a drum. He slowly steps forward and attempts to calm the animal down and interact. Luckily the axe beak is not hostile, and steps forward to receive Adron's offer of friendship. Adron names the axe beak Billy, and he continues the journey with them through the forest. Slowly the group tracks down the missing horses. 
They are unharmed, just scared and covered in webs. They guide the horses back to the stable. The stable boy thanks them profusely. He gives each person a horse as payment. But he offers proper dressing, a wagon for Mabel, and gear for Billy if the group will defeat the monsters in the forest so the horses will not be frightened away again. They agree, and head back into the forest. They follow the webs to the spiders and prepare for battle. Right away, Sebastian sets fire to the forest to block the spiders' route to the forest, or to kill them right away. The rest of the group turns and sprints from the growing fire. A few spiders make it past the flames, but they are no match for this clan. They are quickly defeated. They clan gather some spider webs for future use. They return to the stable and let the stable boy know that his horses are now safe. He makes good on his promise and dresses all their animals. The group continues their way south. Dash. After lucking out of a battle, the group realizes there are probably many more fights to come. They decide to head east to one of the towns before continuing west on their journey so they can stock up on better weapons and armor before getting into another big fight. As they travel the road, much quicker now with their horses and Billy, they hear some commotion in the woods. They sneak through the forest to investigate and find three large wagons with cages on them. Inside the cages are imprisoned people. On the wagons are large flags with ravens in the crests. Large armored guards are herding frightened people off of their own wagons and into captivity. Their small wagons look like troopers' provisions. Photo by Sue00FillyMenu015 Ian on Pexels.com The group quickly decides that they need to help these people, but know that they are greatly outnumbered. Sebastian and Burton decide they will sneak around behind the carts and try to sneak the troopers out of the cages while Adron disguises himself as an old shepherd looking for his flock. Mabel will accompany him and charm the guards with her cuteness. Old man Adron wanders in and calls to the guards for help. He feigns exhaustion, claiming to have been looking for his sheep for hours and asks for a place to sit in some water. The guards allow it, but are not interested in assisting him and are not paying him much attention. Mabel is able to charm a few of the guards, but doesn't sway them at all. They notice her, appreciate her, and continue to imprison the troop. They do, however, learn that the guards are led by Gerard. They are anti-magic, and they are imprisoning the troop because they are magic creatures. Meanwhile, Sebastian and Burton go unnoticed traveling the tree line to the back of the carts. They see a bit of movement for a moment at one point, but dismiss it as no one attempts to attack them. Sebastian decides to crawl to the top of one of the carts to get a better look at what is happening. Unfortunately he is not quiet enough and is noticed by the guards. Adron tries to draw their attention back to himself, but the guards tell him to leave as they are about to set fire to the troopers' wagons. Adron obeys, knowing he would be unable to sway them at this point. Sebastian and Burton run off through the woods and are chased by a large number of Gerard's men. They make it to a clearing and set up an ambush, managing to take out a large number of the guards and get themselves a moment to breathe. Suddenly, Burton hears a voice in his head praising him for fighting the guards. Shocked and annoyed, he demands whoever is speaking show himself. Eventually he does, and we are introduced to Whisper, Player, Ron, a blue-skinned, white-haired rogue of unknown race. He pledges to help the clan fight the remaining guards and free the troop. Still unsure but thankful for the help, Sebastian and Burton accept his offer. Adron and Mabel catch up to the others, getting a quick introduction to Whisper. They begin to make their way back to the clearing. When they arrive, they find the troopers' wagons ablaze and the anti-magic caravan leaving. 
The guards see the heroes emerge from the forest alive and unharmed, having fought off the twelve guards he sent after them. He continues to drive the caravan away but stops when Erdrin steps forward. He looks at him with recognition on his face, and Erdrin greets him by name. Erdrin demands Gerard let the troop go as they are innocent. Gerard tells Erdrin he's not leaving this clearing empty-handed. Erdrin reiterates the battle that took place, letting him know that he's up against an extremely strong group of people. Gerard hesitates, but still refuses. Erdrin offers himself in place of the troop. He is a traitor to the anti-magic movement and has a great price on his head. Gerard agrees. Erdrin turns to say his goodbyes to the group, who promised to find him and free him. But Sebastian is not satisfied with this turn of events. Instead of accepting Erdrin's sacrifice, Sebastian runs towards the carts, sword raised. Gerard, seeing his charge, fires an arrow in his direction. The arrow sinks into Sebastian's shoulder right as he destroys the wheel of the middle cart. Dash. Then we have it. I know there are probably some mistakes and misrememberings on my part here, but this is the gist of the beginning of our journey. We have had a few sessions since the ones above, but all of those were heavily documented. The following posts will be rewrites of those sessions until I reach the most recent, then I will make a post following each new session as they are played. I will still continue to read our recap of last session out loud before playing, but I wanted to make sure everyone had the opportunity to read through the recaps whenever they wanted. Hopefully this helps you all with gameplay and reminds you of key events in our story. Luckily this is all pretty easy to edit, so please let me know if I'm missing anything.